Uh, last week, to get into this, we, we, uh, we started a new series called Learning to Love, um, and we're going to be doing that over the next few weeks. And I talked to about a, a little bit last week about why we're doing um, this series right now. Uh, I'm just seeing more and more and more in, in my time in the Word, and, and as I think about and pray about the church, um, it's pretty important to the Lord that we're a loving people. Uh, it's pretty important that we love God and we love other people. And he says it over and over. And, and, and so this morning what I want to do, we talked a little bit last week about God and his love for us and, and really who God is and just thinking that this God um, in heaven who's perfect and so holy and high above us that, that he would love us is, is unthinkable and really should draw us and, and really push us into a loving relationship with him, just knowing that, man, this God who didn't have to love us, chose to love us, um, and does love us, should just move us in this direction of love. And, and so my prayer is over these next weeks that, um, that the, it wouldn't just be a title of this sermon, that we really would be learning to love. Loving is, is a difficult thing. It's, it's a tough thing. It's, it, so many times it gets thrown into this feelings thing, right? Uh, so, so many people go into marriage thinking that, that love is this feeling and that the same feelings that they've had when they were dating this guy or this girl, they're just going to keep on going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And every morning I'm going to wake up and my heart is going to be boom, 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 boom. He's still there. Boom, 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 boom. She's still there. And, oh, she smells beautiful in the morning. And, oh, he smells beautiful in the morning. And, and we, we think that all these feelings, and what we find out is love is not feeling. It's, it's me deciding to love my wife. When it comes to marriage, it's me loving her even when it's difficult, even when things are tough. And, 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 and so as we go through this, it, it's something that we're going to find out, especially today, it's something that Scripture tells us we ought to be pursuing, that we ought to be going after, that we ought to be working on in our life. And so what I want to do today is, is um, talk about some passages that, that really are commands for us and examine those passages, commands for us to love. Uh, one of the things that, that we'll do... Um, Actually, some of the things that we'll look at over the next week are, are the biblical definition of love. Uh, we're going to look at Jesus' love for other people, examples of what it means to love. What's the fruit of love? Um, today, we're going to look at love for God and love for other believers. Um, and, and then kind of summing it all up, we're going to look at what it means if we don't love. Uh, what does it mean if we're not loving? What does it mean if we're not a loving people? Um, if we're not a loving church, what does that mean? And what does Scripture say about that? And so... Um, Really excited about where we're going, and my, my prayer for you, and, I, and what I'm asking is that you would pray along with me, Lord, teach us to love, um, help us to learn to love like you love, and, and I'll be honest with you, as I look at our church, and as other people have, have talked about our church, um, it's pretty loving, I feel like we have a very loving church, and, and we've had visitors come, and, and have said, man, one of the things that I felt was that, I mean, people really cared about me, and that is that's great, guys. And, and, and as we go through a series, I'm not I'm not trying to take away from that. But what I want us to look at is we're not called to love better than other churches. We're called to love biblically. We're called to love the way that God has told us to love. And and if we're not there yet, then we have to keep doing what Scripture says. We have to pursue love. We have to keep going after love and becoming more loving to each other and especially to God. And so 
Um, if you'll turn, and, and actually all the verses this morning are going to be up on the screen. We're going to go to a lot of different passages. Um, the passage will be up on the screen. But the first passage we're going to look at is Matthew uh, chapter 22. I'd encourage you, actually, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to it. If it's, if it's not an ESV, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you may want to follow along up front so that we're kind of in sync and saying the same words and, and all of that. But um, still turn. It's good practice, right? Matthew 22, um, verses 34 through 40. Matthew uh, 22, verses 34 through 40 says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is uh, this is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So we've got this um, situation going on. And, and, and Jesus is there and he's um, frustrated the Sadducees. The Pharisees see this and, and their response is they huddle up and they're like, okay, we're going to get him. I mean, we're going to try to trick him. We're going to test him. And so this one Pharisee comes up and, and as they're all watching, he tries to test or trick Jesus. And he says, okay, Jesus, we have over 600 commandments in the law, in the Old Testament. We have over 600 commands. What's the most important one? Which one do we obey first? Which one do we pay most attention to? What's the greatest commandment? That's a, that's a big question, right? Over 600 commands that are in the Old Testament. If you count them up, that's a lot of commands. And so he's asking Jesus, which is the most important command, Jesus? That's where we all should kind of, not just the Pharisees, but all of us should kind of ears should like perk up. And okay, this would be a good thing to know, right? This would be a really good thing to know. What is the most important thing we do? And Jesus, in his answer, he quotes from Deuteronomy 6.5. There's a command that's, that's in Deuteronomy 6.5. And he says this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The most important one, the most important thing is to love God with all your heart, to love God with all your soul, and to love God with all your mind. That, if I were to ask you, uh, in other words, um, What's the most important thing for you to do today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day? If I were to come up to you any day and say, okay, you know, you probably have a busy schedule today. What is the most important thing that you have to do today? Our answer should be to love God with all of my heart and with all of my soul and with all of my mind. That's what Jesus is saying. And and, and so much so that that if we were to make a to-do list... I go ahead and pull that up. If we're going to make a to-do list. Some of us make to-do lists. I make to-do lists. I work well off of that. If I don't have a list of all the things I need to do uh, at my office, then, then I'm in trouble, okay? Um, and, and, and so this really could be our to-do list, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Number two, what's the next thing I have to do? I have to love my neighbor as I love myself. Three, take out the trash, blah, 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 all those unimportant things, right, compared to the first two. But how many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you make to-do lists, See, you don't have to. You don't have to tell me, and you don't have to tell me if you don't either. But um, here's the thing. There, there, were, there were faithful Jews who would repeat this twice a day. 
how good would that be for us? I mean, really, if this is the most important thing that we have to do, wouldn't it be good for us to include it in our to-do list? And, and not that it's this, it's this, you know, strict like, oh, I have to like look at this all the time. I, I'm not trying to sound silly, but how many of us even think about this when we're doing and making out these lists of all the to-dos that we have? How many of us even stop and think, okay, first of all, Lord, am I loving you? The rest of this list doesn't matter if I don't love you with my whole heart, with my with my soul, with my mind. If I don't love you like that, then then nothing else matters. And and when he says that, it's not um, when he says heart, soul and mind, it's not representing this these compartments of our life. OK, it's this picture of total devotion. It, there should be a total devotion to loving God. It's not like uh, in the morning I'm getting up and saying, you know, Lord, I love you with 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 my whole soul and Sean, I love you with my whole heart and then uh, with my whole mind. And then I love knowledge and books and science and study and all that. It's it's not that it's it's just all of us. It's every part of our being should be devoted to loving God, to loving him above everything else. And, And we ought to be committed to pursuing that we ought to be committed to 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 striving to find out how can I love him more and and the only way just to to be really quick in this because we're going to talk about the how to's over the next week but man if we don't know someone we can't love someone right if, if I don't know God I can't love God if I don't know my wife uh, Shauna then how can I love her really right it's it says I know her more and more and more and more and more I mean when I was dating her I thought man this is spectacular this is wonderful the butterflies and and all that stuff but you don't know your wife when you first get married and as i as i as i know her more and more and more and more my love for her now is not even close to to the little love that was back then it's just so much greater why because i know her i know her more and and i'm still learning more about my wife and i'm loving more about my wife as i find out more about her how much more so with God, right? How can we love God if we don't know God? And so we do things to learn more about him and to love him more through that. And so the most important thing, what's the most important thing for us to do is to love God. I'd encourage you, write it down somewhere. And, and whatever you look at the most, if you're, if you're a person that looks at the computer a lot during the day, write it down on the, on the top of your computer. How good would that be for us? to continually to see the most important thing for you to do today is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It may sound silly, okay? It may sound silly to some of you, but if it's the most important thing for me to do, then I ought to be doing something to put that and hold that in front of me, right? The next part that he puts in that, the passage is... Um, They say to him, what's the the great commandment? But he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, which is the greatest commandment. This is the great and first commandment, he says. But there's a second that's like it, he says. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The second one is like it. It's not as great, it's not as important as the first one. The first one is absolute, the most important thing that we can possibly do. Love God. With all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. And we're, again, we're going to talk about what this looks like over the next week. But um, notice that he says we ought to love as we love ourselves. We ought to love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves. Now, here's a practical way to look at that, okay? If I'm hungry, and if I find myself, and I find myself hungry, right? Um, I know myself pretty well, and myself loves food. I, I love it. I enjoy it. I talk about it. If I go for a meal, I talk about the meal afterwards. I talk about the meal for a while. I've told Corey, I think, 15 times in the last week, I can't wait till Thanksgiving. You know what I'm excited for? Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I love food. I just I love it. And if I find myself hungry, here's what I always do for myself. I give myself food. It's a simple formula. I've worked it out over the years. It's just been something that this plus this, satisfied. Okay, I'm satisfied. But if I love other people as much as I love myself, as I love, if I love my neighbor as much as I love myself, then what that means is if I find my neighbor hungry, if I find one of you hungry, one of my brothers, one of my sisters hungry, then what should my response be? Feed them. I should love other people as much as I love myself. That's what Jesus is saying. I should care for them. I should love them as much as I love myself. That's a huge, huge command. He goes on and he says um, in verse 40, on these two commands depend all the law and the prophets. There's there's two verses that are going to come up. Um, Romans 13. Is that the next one? I hope so. Yeah. Uh, The commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. um, You shall not steal. You shall not covet. Any other commandment are summed up in this word. And this is what Jesus is meaning, okay? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. If I'm doing this command, if I'm loving my neighbor as much as I love myself, then I'm not going to commit adultery. I'm not going to murder. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to covet because I love them as much as I love myself. And I certainly wouldn't do those things to myself, right? And so that's what he's talking about when when the law is summed up under these two commands. If I love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, I'm not I'm not going to commit idolatry. I'm not going to worship any other God. Why? Because I love him with all of myself, total devotion to God. Another passage, um, well, this one that we're looking at, Matthew 22, 40, uh, what he's saying is if you look at all of the law, Um, not just the verses or or the parts of the Ten Commandments we looked at. Everything falls under these two. If we will just do love God and love people, what we'll find is we'll be obeying the other commands. Um, The Ten Commandments will, will be obeyed if we just will obey these two things. Love God with all of us and love other people. A couple more passages that I want to look at through this morning. Uh, Going to come up on the screen here. John 15. Verse 12 says, this is my commandment. This is Jesus talking. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 17 in that same um, passage, it says, these things I command you so that you will love one another. Verse 13, he explains what love is. He says, this is love, that one would lay down his life for his friend. This is love. 
So in the context of saying you ought to love one another, in the context of saying you ought to be loving each other, you ought to be caring for each other, you're not, not just picking and choosing and, and, and only associating with this type of people or only associating with these people. No, we ought to be loving as I have loved you. And how did Jesus love us? He laid down his life for us. He gave everything for us. He, he laid himself down to show love for us. That's what Romans 5 eight says. God demonstrated his love that while we were still sinners, while we were offensive to him, he showed us love by dying for us. And that's how we should treat each other. Even when others are offensive to us, even when others are, are difficult to us to be around, how should we respond? We ought to love them. We ought to care for them. We ought to, we ought to give ourselves to them. John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you. This is Jesus again, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. There's this theme that we see over and over and over that we're called to love as Jesus loved. And we're going to look at that. How did Jesus love? What, did he, what was his love like? And, and, and how did he love other people? 1 Corinthians 14.1. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Pursue love. Love. That's why we're doing this series. Those two words right there as commands in Scripture are why we're going through this series. Because if we're not as loving as we should be, if we're not a church that's as loving as God has called us to be, what, our command, what we're commanded to be, do then is to pursue love, to pursue it. First um, Timothy 6.11 says the same exact thing. Pursue love. If you're not a loving person, don't just um, don't just sit down and say, well, that's just not me. That's just not my makeup. Because here's the thing. If you look at the spiritual gifts in Scripture, there's not a spiritual gift of loving. There's not a spiritual gift of love. Why? Because that's a fruit of the Spirit. That's a fruit of God being in us. That's a fruit of us following, and it's a command. It's a command. We ought to be loving. Now, some of you will have an easier time with that. Some of you will you'll find it easier to love each other. But all of us are commanded to love. And I love you the same way that Christ loved me. 1 Corinthians 6.14, I love this. Let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do, do be done in love. So we're going to go back to the idea of our to-do list. Okay, we make a to-do list in the morning and, and we have this to-do list. And, and now at the top of the list, we've put... Uh, Man, the first and most important thing I have to do today is I have to love God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind. The second thing is I want to love my neighbor as much as I love myself. I want to do that today. I want to, I want to pursue that. I want to pursue love, and I want to love my neighbor as much as I love myself. Well, it, it also plays down further because of 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen. Go ahead to the next one. Our to-do list then looks like this. It says, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor, and then lovingly, Take out the trash, lovingly go to work, lovingly spend time with the cat, lovingly feed the kids, lovingly do everything that's on my to-do list, right? Lovingly do all things lovingly. The cat thing, right? Some of you, you're just cat lovers. And I thought, okay, this is going to please some people if I throw this up here. So 
Not a big fan. But that's why it would have to be on my to-do list, right? That's why I put it there, okay? There's things we don't love a lot. And so maybe we need to put those things before us and say, man, I need to lovingly interact with this person or, or whatever, right? And whatever I'm doing, whether it's, whether it's I'm going to work and I've got this to do and this to do and this to do and this to do, Lord, I want, to th- I want to be consciously thinking this because you told me to pursue this. I want to consciously think. I want to lovingly study today. I want to lovingly have this meeting. I want to lovingly interact. I want to lovingly take out the trash. I want to, all my to-do list. I want it to be done in love. That everything I do, that I would do all things in love. Let all you do be done in love. Ephesians 5, 2. Ephesians 5, 2. Just a couple more passage. Ephesians 5, 2 says this, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I want you to think about that, okay? It tells us to walk in love. Wherever we're going, whatever we're doing, whatever, whatever we're involved in, that we ought to be loving. We ought to walk in love. We ought to be interacting with other people in love. We ought to walk in love as Christ loved us. Do you see this keep coming up in Scripture? How are we supposed to love? How do we, how do we evaluate our love? Against Christ. Not against other people. Not that we look at other people and say, well, I'm more loving than that person for sure. It's not that. It's we evaluate ourselves with Christ. And it says we ought to walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God that we would walk in love that we would walk in such a way that we would walk so that our very life is is pleasing to the Lord their very life is this is this aroma that's pleasing to God that as he looks at us and watches us live that that he's pleased because we're walking and loving other people whether it's our family or our church or our neighbors or whoever it is, it's just that we love, that we're loving people. I, I, Sean and I get into this show. Um, don't laugh because don't like apply it to us because we have four boys, all right? Um, but there's this show that I think it's on TLC. They've had like six of them now. I think it, was, it started out like 13 going on 14. This is how many kids this lady has, okay, or this couple has. It's now 17 going on 18 kids, okay? And this show, we're watching it, and this is not a desire of ours, okay? Please don't think that we're looking at this thinking, oh, man, can't wait until we don't have any space in our house. We're not, okay, it's just very appealing to us. It's a Christian family, um, and, and they're very open about that on the show. And, and, and they've got all of these kids. These kids are... Loving and obedient. I guess that's the way to define it. Um, they're amazing. I mean, these kids are amazing, and there's like a lot of them. There's 17 children, a lot of kids. I mean, just think about that, okay? They go to places, and they're on like this train line behind them, walking behind them, going down. It's like, this is remarkable. This mom is the most loving patient peaceful kind this dad it's just just so loving he just i look at both of them and it's like 
you guys, you're living out scripture. Like of any couple that would have an excuse to rip things apart, to throw things against the wall, to um, break children, to whatever. I mean, like I would think here's a good excuse. You have 17 children. That's would set some people off. That would really irritate a lot of you are thinking you're hearing this story and you're thinking, I want to punch something right now because that's a lot of kids. But she's just she's just patient. She's just loving. And, and, and that's how we ought to walk. As I look at her and and I was talking to Sean about it, I'm just like, man, that's that's a great picture of what we ought to look like as the church. It's a great picture among all of these kids that even when things are difficult, she's just She's just walking in love and she's loving her kids. She's loving her husband. She's loving the people she's talking to on the streets. And and it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture. And that's what Christ is calling us to do is to walk in love. Two more passages. Colossians three verses 12 through 14. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, you all, so you also must forgive. And above all of these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Above all of these things, okay, we're patient with one another. We're forgiving each other. We're, we're bearing with each other because it's difficult, right? It's difficult to, to, to be together in a community. When you're in a community, you have a bunch of different personalities that, that go like this. When you're in a family, you have a bunch of different personalities that go like this. And it says to bear with one another and, and to do things without complaining. But above all of that, Put on love. Love each other as much as you love yourself. The last verse is from 1 Peter. Chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. It says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without Grumbling. The end of all things is a hand. I mean, it's certainly getting to be more and more and more true as you look at how things are going and, and you look at Timothy's description of, of end times and it's just like, yep, that makes sense, that makes sense, that makes And what Peter says is the end is a hand. It, it's, we're living in the last days. And, and the next event that's going to take place is, is, is the Lord and the day of the Lord. And it's like, as we think through that, and, and, and we don't know when that is. It could be soon. It could be, I don't know. I don't know the date, and I don't know when it's going to come. But, but since that day's coming, what he says is, since, since we're living in that time, and since these are the last days, we ought to be loving. We, we, ought, to, we ought to be sober-minded and self-controlled for the sake of our prayers. But above even that, we ought to keep loving, keep loving, keep loving, keep loving. Guys, over and over and over in Scripture, this is what we're called to be, loving people. And, and I don't want you to think as, as, as we're going through this series that, that we can just you know stand up here and I can stand up here and we can sit and listen and look at these verses and, and, and then we close it and we go on and, and whew, okay, now we know. 
Um, and this will be pretty easy because he told us to put it on a to-do list, and, and I always get my to-do list done. And so it's difficult, guys. That's why Jesus and Paul and Peter and, and Scripture just says over and over to love, to love, to love. He reminds us over and over and over because it's not the first thing that we do usually. It's not what just naturally comes out of us. It's not, but we have to pursue it. And, and so as we go through this series of learning to love, then, then we should be pursuing it as the most important thing. We ought to be pursuing it as, as if Jesus said, there's two things that I want you to do above everything else. I want you to love God. And in fact, I'm commanding you to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And I'm commanding you to love other people as much as you love yourself. We ought to treat it as if God said that to us because he did. I think of Luke chapter 9 where it's the picture of the transfiguration and, and it's where three of the disciples go up with, with Jesus and, and all of a sudden they see him glorified and, and, they, and they see Moses and Elijah standing with him. And like, just can you imagine that, right? And then the glory of, of God comes down and surrounds Jesus and the voice of God comes out of heaven. They hear him and says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Now, that's a transforming moment for these disciples, right? I mean, they've just received something that is life-changing. They heard the voice of God say, this is my son. Listen to him. Do what he says. But as we have the word of God, we ought to respond the same way. This is the son of God, and this is what he's commanded us to do. I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to pursue it. 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 I'm not going to come in next weekend and be loving as if it's like some superhero transformation. Now I'm loving. No, it's I'm pursuing love. And so I'm going to take the steps in my life to interact with people and to love those people and to show kindness and compassion to those people because above all things I want to love. I want to love God and I want to love others. And so as we go through the series, I, I want to I want to continue to pray with you because um, you know, like I said that last week, this is this series is a waste of time if we just come out with more knowledge and we just see now. Oh, I didn't know that it said that many times to love. OK, now I know now I can tell other people that there's this many times in the scripture that it tells us to love or if we don't come out more loving or at least pursuing love, then then these sermons are a waste of time. And so my prayer for you is that, that as we go through this, that together, together, we would devote ourselves to this and, and that we would look across and, 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 and look around in, in, in the church and then look around outside of the church and, and that our prayer to God would be, God, number one, this is the most important thing I want to do today. I want to love you. I want to love you with all my heart. I want to love you with all my soul. I want to love you with all my mind. And God, I, I genuinely want to love other people as much as I love myself. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Lord, I need you. And, and let me tell you quickly, okay, as we get further into this series, um, because as we go in the next weeks, we're really going to look at uh, what does it mean to love each other in the church? Um, what does that look like? What are the commands as they kind of go deeper into that? Um, what do those things look like? It's impossible if we don't do first. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. If we don't do the first... We, you'll never, ever, 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 ever love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. It's impossible. 
If we don't love God first, if we don't love God first, then don't bother. Please, I'm, I'm asking you, okay? Don't bother with the second if you're not doing the first. If you're not at a point where you can say, I love God, then please don't bother with the second. Work on the first. Pursue loving God. Pursue Him. Pursue what it means to love God. Pursue through His Word. What has He done for me? Who is He? What's He like? So that at the end of the day or end of the time or whatever it takes for you through this Word that He's given us, so that first and foremost, at the end of the day, you can say, God, I see who you are, and I see what you've given me in Christ, and I love you. I love you with my whole heart. I love you with my soul. I love you with my mind. And now, Lord, because of that love that I have for you and the love that you have for me, now I can pursue loving other people. Now I can genuinely other, love other people because the love that I'm able to give is a love that comes from you. And so my, my challenge for you is, man, if you're not in that spot, and as we look at the verse where it says, love God, and you're just not connecting with that, I would love to talk to you today. I would love to talk to you today about that. Uh, I'd love to sit down with you and, and, and with the Word of God and talk through that. Um, I'd love to meet with you during the week, whatever's best for you, because that's the most important thing in your world. And I ask my boys, what is the most important thing? And this is the answer I want them to give me, is that they would know with, with everything in them, there is nothing that they will ever pursue in life that is more important than loving God and figuring out who he is and what he's like from the word of God and loving him and pursuing that love. And it's the same if we're one year old or three year old or five year old or seven year old or 20 year old or 40 year old or whatever, whatever stage of life we're in. The most important thing in your world is loving God. And then the second most important thing is loving each other as much as you love yourself. And so let me pray for us that we would genuinely go through this series and that we would be learning to love together um, as we do that. And we're going to sing um, in response. Father, thank you so much. Your word is truth, Lord. I believe that. Um, I'm basing my life on that, Lord, because I know that you are truth and your word is truth. And so as I read these verses that tell me that you've commanded me to love each of these people and people outside of this room with, with the same love that I love myself. And even above that, Lord, that you've called me to love you with my whole heart, with my soul and with my mind. Uh, this consuming, devoted love to you, God. I need you. I need you. I don't just need to-do lists or notes or things that tell me, hey, I need to do this, God. I need you. I need you to intervene, and, and I need you to help me to, to stop loving the things that are interfering with that love with you. I need you to help me to confess and repent of the, the sin that's keeping me from you, Lord. I pray that for every person here, God. You've called us to love. You've called us to love you more than anything in the world. And we need your help.
And so I pray, God, that you would be glorified through our response today, not just through our um, time together, but through our response, and that we would pursue love, love for you and love for each other, God. As we go through this series, Lord, would you help us to be good listeners to your word? Would you help us to uh, respond to your word and to... um, to genuinely seek what you've called us to be, God. And open our eyes, Lord, as you've opened my eyes, open our eyes to what you say in your word about loving and and about not loving, Lord. Open our eyes to truth, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.